0: Welcome to Nursing Sound Reports, a podcast offered by the Iowa Board of Nursing. I'm your host, Ann Ryan. Thank you for joining me. Today I have Investigator Aaron Kephart with me to talk about privacy and confidentiality. Aaron has been an investigator with the state of Iowa for 18 years and has a lot of experience on the matter. Welcome, Aaron.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Can you start by just talking to us and explaining what we mean when we say privacy
1: and confidentiality. Sure, well and they're both terms that are used interchangeably, right? So to refer to the act and responsibility of keeping health information private and only giving it to those individuals who require it to provide care. Okay, so nurses in Iowa are expected to maintain privacy and confidentiality and are governed by state laws, federal laws, and the policies of their employers. So most people are aware of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, or otherwise known as HIPAA, or at least know what it refers to. This is the federal law that all caregivers are required to follow.
0: How does one know if a piece of information falls under that rule?
1: That's a good question. Now, I think the best way to know is to understand what protected health information, or PHI, is. The HIPAA Privacy Rule defines PHI as any information in the medical record that can be used to identify an individual and was created or received by a health care provider, health plan, public health authority, employer, life insurance, school or university, or health care clearinghouse. The information also needs to relate to the past, present, or future physical or mental health or condition of an individual. The provision of health care to an individual or past present or future payment for the provision of health care to that individual there is a list of 18 identifiers such as name social security number address just to name a few that serve as a guide to what information falls underneath that rule
0: and Erin, then for the nurses practicing in iowa how does this pertain to nursing practice
1: Sure. So the rule in Iowa Code Chapter that pertains to nursing practice is 6.2, Parents 4, and states, the registered nurse shall act as an advocate for the patient or patients by respecting the patient's rights, confidentiality, concerns, decisions, and dignity. Then the Iowa rule that identifies the board's authority to discipline a nurse for a violation of this rule is Iowa 655, Chapter 4.6, Parents 4H. Which reads, behavior, i.e. acts, knowledge, and practices, which constitute unethical conduct or practice, harmful or detrimental to the public, may include violating the confidentiality or privacy rights of that patient or client.
0: Aaron, how does this differ from the HIPAA privacy rule?
1: So the state of Iowa and the Board of Nursing, they don't govern HIPAA, but the spirit of the law that governs nurses in Iowa is similar. So the Iowa law doesn't list out all of the elements like HIPAA does, but the elements that could identify someone or divulge medical information would apply.
0: And then, Erin, doesn't the American Nurses Association have a position statement on this topic?
1: Yes, they do. The ANA published a revised statement on the subject in June 2015, which says, the ANA believes that protection of privacy and confidentiality is essential to maintaining the trusting relationship between healthcare providers and patients and integral to professional practice.
0: Now that you've explained the rules, would you break down for us how to put this into practice and explain what nurses need to consider when viewing or sharing information?
1: Sure, well, there are a few questions you can ask yourself before viewing or sharing information, such as one, do I have authorization to view this PHI in my professional capacity? No. Two, am I giving any PHI to someone who doesn't need to know? Three, are there any other rules or protections that are pertinent to the setting that I work in, such as mental health and substance treatment records, genetic information, non-discrimination act, or otherwise known as GINA, the family education rights and privacy act known as FERPA, which applies to educational settings.
0: And so it, It kind of sounds like it's the nurse's responsibility to know what rules apply to their particular situation or work setting.
1: Absolutely, uh, that's correct. And if you aren't sure what applies to your setting, your supervisor or compliance department should be able to help you.
0: Erin, what are some ways to help nurses avoid making a breach?
1: So there are some things that nurses can do to avoid making a breach, such as you know, never give anyone your on information, or password to electronic record. Don't share your account by leaving the electronic record open for someone else to use. You know, close down, lock your screen when leaving your workstation. This is a real easy one to forget if you're just walking to get something off a printer, but it's very important to do. If you're still working with paper, avoid inadvertent breaches by closing your charts when you walk away. Review your employer's policy about privacy so you know what is expected of you and you can avoid inadvertent breaches. You know, not knowing is not an acceptable reason to violate privacy. If you have any confusion, you'll take the HIPAA training again. Sometimes it takes more than just one exposure to really digest that information.
0: Could you give us an example of a way a nurse might unintentionally breach confidentiality?
1: Sure, one way uh, that a person could violate privacy or confidentiality by, is by simply accessing a record they're not authorized to access. So for example, let's say a coworker is taking care of a patient who has an unusual diagnosis. You're curious and you want to learn more about it, so you open the chart and you start reading. Now, this could be considered a violation because you weren't taking care of that patient. Even though you didn't mean any harm, you weren't involved in the care of that patient, so you shouldn't be looking at that information. Now another way is to share information that is protected with someone who isn't authorized to have that information. This could involve another medical professional or it could be someone outside of the work setting. Let's say for example, imagine you're working in an urgent care clinic. You take care of someone who recognizes you and mentions that they know someone in your family. This happens all the time. A few days later, you see that family member and you mention that you cared for someone they know and mentioned their name. Now, this could be a violation because you informed your family member that the individual was a patient at the urgent care and they weren't authorized to know. There are also those classic examples of divulging information when people don't realize at the moment that you're doing it, right? So these could be times when a nurse talks loudly in a hallway or when two nurses are going through shift report in a space that isn't really private, but they think they're alone, but someone is around the corner and overhears what they're saying.
0: Those are really great examples, Aaron. Can you give us one of when a nurse might intentionally violate the privacy rule?
1: Sure, and unfortunately, these are some things that we see often. And so one example of an intentional violation is if a nurse, a nurse's family member has been hospitalized at the same facility where this nurse is employed. So the nurse uses their access to find out the results of a test for themselves or either this family member. Now, this could be a violation since they aren't caring for that family member. You know, in this example, we could interchange the nurse themselves as the patient, and the same could be true. The nurse must go through the same process of all other patients, and that is to request a copy of the medical record. Another is a more obvious and blatant way of sharing the identity of a patient and their medical information to friends at dinner or social media.
0: Now, can you walk us through an example of a way a nurse can promote good confidentiality practices?
1: Sure, you can set an example for others by making a point to always find private spaces for conversations and by closing out medical records. We realize it's difficult to find private spaces sometimes, but you got to do the best you can do. You can be a good teacher when new staff come on board and take that time to teach them good habits.
0: What should someone do if they see or hear a coworker violating confidentiality rules?
1: you know, you can simply ask that person in a polite and respectful manner to take that conversation to a private location.
0: What's a good way to handle the situation if perhaps you've already politely reminded a co-worker to maintain privacy, but the behavior continues to happen?
1: So at this point, it might be time to get a supervisor involved. And, you know, it's not only just for protection of the patient. But it's also then to help the nurse to understand that they need to have those conversations in in private locations.
0: Aaron, do you have any parting words of wisdom for us as we close out this topic?
1: I would say just to be cognizant of your surroundings. Take a second look at your desk when you're walking away. Oftentimes, you think you're going to be gone for maybe 10, 15 seconds. Rarely is it ever that short. You know, you're going to get something, it's, it's five, 10 minutes later, and if you have access to your computer up or records out, that could be a potential of uh, concern. You never know when someone's gonna walk by and see something that is is open and available for anybody to see.
0: Following patient privacy rules takes practice and continued advocacy to maintain. Erin, thanks for sharing your expertise and walking through some of the steps and examples to help our Iowa nurses continue good practices.
1: Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to hang out with you. And uh, i got to say thank you to the Nurses of Iowa. We appreciate all the hard work you do. We realize how challenging it is, and uh, we, we just appreciate everything that you do for us. You can
0: find us on all major podcast platforms or reach us through our website at nursing.iowa.gov. For information on the Iowa Code and references made during this episode, please see our show notes.